Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Welcome to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This time I'm recording in isolation from home and I had the pleasure of being joined with Andrew Maskell. Uh, so Andrew is the CEO of Aya Media uh, and uh, Middle East Youth Media. And today on the show, we discussed Aya, their first episode, their first series, their first program, As You Are, and how has that, that developed from a YouTube series into a streaming business uh, and a different platform as well. We discussed everything from influencers to media trends across the region, uh, different talent management things, different trends. And Andrew is over 30 years experience in the TV and production space. So I hope you enjoyed the episode uh, and do follow uh, and subscribe on all the different audio platforms. And to see this in full, if you're not watching the video, it's on smashy.tv or all, all the at smashy TV YouTube uh, social media platforms. Good morning, Richard. Nice to hear you and see you. Likewise, yes. And uh, so you're in the production industry. Are you working at home at the moment? I am, yes. Um, uh, yes, it kind of works for me, to be honest, because uh, we do most of our productions on, on location. And uh, anyway, it's just lovely here in Dubai at the moment, sitting outside as I am now. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's re it really is the best time of the year in many ways. It's beautiful weather and a nice fresh start, positive start to the year for everyone. Indeed. Uh, yeah, exactly. So just we'll go into uh, your company, but can you talk a little bit about the pandemic? Has that affected your industry? And, you know, we hear lots of trend, lots of discussion around productions and, and things needing to adjust and maybe a shift to animation and things like that. How have you found it? Well, it has, uh, it, 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 it was um, uh, the... Uh, cause of a, a major shift in uh, our strategy actually because um we, we started off and still are uh, our, our commercial models based on advertising or uh, or branded content and because a lot of the budgets uh, were getting frozen we, we made a decision uh, to go towards uh, uh streaming platforms uh which on the contrary uh, were, was actually starting to spend more because obviously Home and home entertainment is actually uh, uh, on the up at the moment. So, so we, we literally uh, uh, um, shifted our um, commercial model. And uh, business planning and your strategy towards streaming. Uh, interesting. So, can you talk about Aya? Is that the is that the company that that you're talking about and when that started and what what you do? Yes, I um, uh, stands for as you are. Uh, it's because we're making uh, what we call relatable content. Um, the the company uh, uh, is uh, Aya Media LLC. Uh, that is one company. Uh, we the holding company is called Middle East Youth Media. Um, you know, I, I represent a, a, a number of shareholders, and we have a vision to uh, to make. Uh, youth content in Arabic, uh, premium youth content. Um, so, uh, yes, that's the idea. Okay. Uh, interesting. And, and a holding company in terms of a structure or do you have different production pieces? Do you do, 
you know, what, what sort of offering do you provide to, to clients and, and audience? Yes, the, the, indeed, it's a holding company in terms of a structure. And the idea is that the IA Media it will be the first of them. And that this is one uh, 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 targeting uh, young females, Gen Z. Uh, and then we'll do a second and a third uh, targeting, uh, um, you, you know, gamers, for example, or football fans. Um, all around this idea um, of, of, of relatable youth content. Interesting. Um, yeah, I had a look at the IA YouTube channel and uh, kind of very impactful, very, uh, you know, uh, entertaining in terms of youthful uh, presenters. Uh, you can see that it's very social in its nature. And obviously that's by design. Uh, is that sort of, um, is that a show that you've just launched? Is there, uh, are you are you solely dedicated on YouTube? Or are you are, what's the plans for for this series? Okay, yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, yeah, uh, YouTube um, is uh, uh, the main platform, uh, uh, as you say, um, for for the series. Um, uh, but we obviously have uh, um, a network uh, uh, approach on um, uh, Instagram uh, and and increasingly on TikTok as well. Um, but as, as I touched on earlier, um, we, we, can't, we, we decided to hibernate the, youth, the YouTube channel uh, in the uh, second half of uh, last year uh, because of the pandemic and, and uh, made a decision to, uh, to produce a television series. Um, it doesn't carry the name Aya. It's actually called uh, Zeros La Heroes, which is a kind of <laughs> mashup of uh, English and Arabic um, and um, yeah season one and uh, so zero yeah. not heroes uh, so more focusing on the zero part is, is that right uh, well well it's, <laughs> it's kind of ironic because obviously the girls aren't zeros at all it's uh, yeah. the idea of the, the TV show is that it's you could call it uh, um, the Middle East next top influencer but uh, we, right. we but we haven't we deliberately haven't uh, positioned it as that, although it is a competition, and uh, you, you know it's led by a, a mentor who is a successful um, uh, vlogger. Um, uh, really, we, it's almost, you could almost say, uh, um, you, you know, for want to be influencers, or do they really want to be influencers? Because along the way, on the journey, uh, we examine really. You know what is an influencer uh, and indeed is it really a, a career you want to go into uh, so we've deliberately done it on the level because I believe you, you know the whole philosophy of our company as you are is, is to be uh, is to be uh, you know responsible um, I think as you know uh, social media uh, can be very damaging to young people um, so uh, we, we're not educational at all, but we, we're aware of that, you know, this whole aspirational idea, you know, these impossible looking women, uh, you, you know, living uh, perfect lives is, uh, is something um, I, th I, I think the market is, is developing beyond that now into what we call um, uh, relatable content. In other words, uh, the presenter even on TV is on the same level as me, you know, it's mm. especially young people, you know, it, uh, we yeah. relate very directly. Accessible, interactive, uh, yeah, more dynamic, yeah. more two-way. 
interesting. Um, I'd love. We'll talk a, a lot more about the influencer space and uh, about how you would produce such a show. Uh, but just before we pa pass it, you mentioned the the youth media. Can we just dissect a little that a little bit more? Um, you know, we often see big statistics around uh, population in the Middle East being under thirty and you know, varying on country, that's in the majority of numbers. And, you know, uh, but, but what does that actually mean? Uh, what, when some people like talk about Gen Z or millennials and other people say, well, obviously we need to produce content because younger people use mobile phones and social media. But from your point of view, um, and then there's, there's issues that younger people in, in emerging uh, markets and in, uh, in transitional kind of um, societies that issues might be different for younger people. How do you view that in terms of creating content and what, what was your thesis for the, for the group uh, with regards to youth? Okay, yeah, great question. So um, it started, as I say, I, I, I am, you know, I've been in media, as I say, uh, my whole career, uh, 30 years, initially on the production side, but most of it in, as, a, as a marketeer. And, uh, you know, I observed really that the uh, young Arabs uh, really gravitated to uh, YouTube, uh, you know, more, in fact, than anywhere else in the world, particularly in places like Saudi. Now, there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, one uh, uh, was because it's, it, it's so open, the space, but two, because I think um, television uh, um, in particular wasn't, wasn't really serving that audience at all. So they made YouTube their home and created a lot of their own content. Um, uh, so, um, you know, and a lot of it is really good vloggy content. So uh, we, I saw, a, that's, that was the gap in the market that, that, that I observed. Um, you know, the next challenge then is really, can you make content that, that really they will relate to? Um, and, um, that for me, the first thing to do is to find the right talent, uh, uh, find very relatable uh, young people. Um, so uh, yeah, and that's what we've been doing. Uh, but uh, so an interesting, so it wasn't necessarily just the YouTube piece, you know, in terms of the pandemic and you moved to streaming, it's, it, it, it's almost platform agnostic. There's just a gap with, yeah. There is this cohort of demographic, but it's just not being served by media in general. Million percent, absolutely. It's it, it's very much driven by 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 that. You know, as you say, uh, you know, number of things. It's a it's it's a it, it's such a, a big slice of the uh, audience here are are young. It's such a young audience. Two, the timing is right. I mean, frankly, I was thinking about doing a fan, football fan channel first. <laughs> Uh, but but because um, you, you know Saudi and MBS has opened it, uh, things up for young women, the timing uh, really the timing's right uh, to do something uh, for young women now, um, and you, you know and and that's why one of the reasons why uh, young women and some of our our, our talent are Haliji, uh, Saudi and um, uh, Emirati, you know that they're, they're willing to to get in front of the camera now and be very open, very open. Yeah. Uh, you, they're expressing themselves, it's fantastic. Great, uh, interesting. Uh, so with As You Are, with that concept, talking about the female space, 
a number of creators and directors and filmmakers have, have tackled this female empowerment in different ways. Even, even uh, international brands have, have done campaigns around these issues. There's, there's some uh, publications across the region that tackle different parts of the, of the topics. Uh, and, and I've seen some uh, movies recently by uh, Saudi directors on Netflix, uh, you know, showing the kind of, showing that the, the really, the talent behind young females and ambition and the intelligence basically. Uh, what sort of angles do you look at? Are you, are you trying to, are you trying to kind of map things out? Are you just looking for stories? Or how do you how do you approach it creatively? Um, well, yes, a great question. I mean, first of all, uh, uh, these uh, this type of content is driven by um, uh, their, their their interests, their their passion points, if you like. I mentioned, uh, but uh, you, you know, um, and 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 when we launched our frankly, it was a, 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 a fairly narrow focusing on one of the top interests, which is um, fashion and beauty, you know, not in a narrow sense. I mean, fashion and beauty is, is an amazing space, uh, but because uh, really through uh, feedback uh, from the talent, also from the crew, my, my crew and producers are all female as well. Uh, they said, you know, we need to go wider than that. So uh, we, we, so what's driving it is, uh, as I say, all these, you know, passion points, uh, we're going to be doing episodes on 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 um, uh, fitness and and you know starting up your own business. Uh, the television series, like I told you, is is about uh, being an influencer. You know, which is a uh, an area of huge interest here, as it is among youth in the rest of the world. So that, that that's the that's the uh, that's if you like the uh, uh, where where we draw our our. our um, uh, our uh, inspiration or our, our facts and figures from and uh, and then we've got a little format I don't know if you, how many episodes have I watched on on YouTube but it's a it's a very simple format uh, we, we we bring in a, a guest usually a guest influencer might be someone um, uh, you know like Haifa Basaiso from Fly with Haifa who's got a huge YouTube following and Instagram and 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 she comes in and sets them a challenge uh, and 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 then uh, really there's a reveal where she uh, judges uh, their performance. So it's a it's a, a little competition, very simple format. But but the idea is it, it's very flexible and open, and it also uh, you, you know allows the girls to be themselves and um, uh, uh, you, you know uh, express themselves. So um, yeah, very versatile. Interesting. Uh, great. Thanks for explaining that. So, uh, so similar to maybe the talent shows in other markets or The Apprentice or things like that, but you, t you have a different guest each time. And Andrew, in terms of, uh, you know, um, uh, conventions, like, is this really non-scripted? Are you sort of letting it, letting them be themselves and off script sort of uh, how they, how they perform and what they, what they say? Okay, well, you, you, you uh, made two points there. To your first point, um, yes, similar to things like, say, um, uh, uh, Arabs Got Talent, or, or, uh, uh, but, but very different in the approach because in those shows, which are much bigger in scale anyway, uh, you've got a sort of mentor approach, uh, uh, if you like, that I was talking about 
really where you know uh, the mentors are sort of up here sort of uh, uh, judging down on on, on these uh, this is all on the level with the audience so uh, you know even uh, you know the influencers the guests or, or, or the host of our television show she is on the level she might be called a guide rather than a mentor uh, so a whole approach is 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 very much that relate relatable uh, concept I talked about. So that's the the first point you made. Your your, your second question, remind me, was about just in terms of the. Is it are, are you producing non scripted uh, episodes? Oh, so yes, this is unscripted drama. Um, so uh, uh, yes, it is. Um, uh, you know, these girls are, are they're all talented, and, uh, interesting, but they're, they're not actresses. They're not trained. So. You, you uh, you've got to um, uh, you've got to give them scenarios rather than uh, scripts, uh, but you know within that scenario you're usually looking for a story. Uh, you're aware of the different characters of each of your uh, uh, your your girls, your talents, and and you know you're setting setting things up. You know you're aware of certain triggers, so you want to create drama. So uh, I mean you know this is this is how. Uh, 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 this is how uh, reality drama works. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, and before we move on to sort of YouTube and the series and the platforms and questions around that, just finally on uh, sort of content around female, this topic of as you were and uh, zeros la heroes. Are are you? Uh, these topics are kind of accessible to people who aren't in that demographic. For example, you and I. Would like to watch this because we'd like to see what's happening in that in, in that group and in that mindset. Is that is that what are, they, are you trying to create universal sort of uh, populist uh, material here? Well, that's a great question, uh, Richard, and it, very much so. So, in the television series, for example, we we feature the 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 uh, the, 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 um, uh, the girls' families, you know, because so we get their perspective on social media as well. So we're aware, really, that this is a um, uh, uh, you know, something the whole influencer space, for example, is is intriguing to everyone, isn't it? And uh, yeah, so uh, yes, this is certainly of uh, 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 universal interest, and even beyond the Middle East. So we're definitely going to uh, uh, subtitle this series, and I think, I think, um, I think people around the world will find it fascinating. Really, I mm. mean. You know, I think the press, the media does tend to sort of categorise, say, uh, uh, Arab women, would you know, um, uh, say uh, they're closed off and the rest of it. Well, believe me, they are not. They are strong young women, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not like that at all. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it, really, working in this industry in the Middle East, you know, when, when what you see day to day is, you know, it, isn't the themes and the general perception that the world, uh, you know, the, the image that's portrayed. And it's just going to be so fascinating, almost watching people discover the many talents and the, uh, you know, the, this generation as they kind of emerge. Million percent, you know, I think this is a good time to be a young person in the, uh, in the Middle East. I really do. Mm. And, um, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, in, uh, I think, as you say, uh, uh, the, the West has got a, 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 a perception that isn't necessarily true. Yeah. yeah. 
And what about influencers, Andrew? Do you find them difficult to deal with as, as is another perception? Or how would you, let me phrase it more diplomatically, how would you compare dealing with influencer talent and regular uh, industry actors' talent? Oh, another great question. Um, <laughs> put it this way, um, for sure, influencers are aware of their value. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, um, some very aware of their value. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, um, negotiations are, uh, um, can be difficult in persuading them that it's of a mutual interest. Um, I, I, I think, again, uh, you know, uh, talent, uh, they're all individual people so you can't generalize uh um but uh, yeah. yeah certainly it's a it's an area where uh, I, I i find one of the most difficult areas for me and one where i'm actually uh, bringing in uh, a, a production manager uh who, who's more sort of expert uh you know on the on, on on you know on making it work for the influence as well i, I mean that in a two-way because we've got to give them value and build their careers as well uh yeah so, um so and when, what i've been talking about is when we're dealing with the um uh the big influencers the guests you know uh uh the, the girls themselves uh uh, uh the, the, you know who are what you might call micro influencers our, the girls, our our main presenters, they range between less than a thousand and over a hundred thousand um, um, followers, but they're still what you call deliberately uh, micro influencers. So they they, they are um, yeah. So they they, they are um, obviously on this journey with us, and uh, uh, you know uh, more manageable. You know because the, the the job is to, to persuade them that you know we're here to, on this journey together if it's a big hit then you're gonna uh, benefit from it as well and uh, and uh, yes there's also an element of competition between them we've now got uh, i think uh, over 10 girls in the squad so uh, obviously uh, it's a bit like uh, managing a football team you know you're gonna make the first team <laughs> yeah uh, um i hope they don't see this if you do <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure they're, they're, yeah. they, they all get picked. They're all in the team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no yeah. obviously. No, but the point is that every episode only has uh, like three to four, um, three to four girls in each episode. So they're not all in every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many interesting questions around the influencer space. And maybe we'll just talk about it for a little while. Uh, you know, the commercial side of it is one aspect. And I think negotiating for content I assume, as you alluded to, is tricky because of what, you know, influencers were paid a lot of money. There are examples of cost per post. Uh, they obviously have a livelihood and they, you know, many of them do the full time, but it sort of sets standards. And then where do we go from here? And then there's all the uh, rules around, um, you know, uh, labeling things as sponsor. What is authentic? Am I doing, am I doing a marketing job? And then there's the career aspect to it, uh, which is, okay, sure, you can have revenue for commercial appearances, but are you building, are you a creator and are you building a portfolio of, uh, you know, um, work that, that you can kind of, uh, that you can fall back on in the future? Is, do you think it's maturing? Are the people that you speak to, Andrew, sort of recognizing that, okay, if I do 
three or four series episodes here, this could lead to uh, something else. I certainly think it's maturing. I, I, it's probably got a long way to go. It's still a very much a, a blossoming young industry and, uh, and it's going to get, uh, obviously it's going to uh, become more, um, uh, um, uh, if it's going to be, I don't think corporate's the right word, but certainly the big media companies are going to, uh, are going to get involved somehow. Um, because at the moment it's, as you say, a, a diaspora, diaspora of, uh, of, of lots of individuals you know all learning from each other from what the, what their content is uh, but some of them the top ones are very savvy very hard working uh, you, you know if I take um, you know Haifa per se so you know I don't know if you've seen fly with Haifa I mean she, she's super talented and but she works very hard uh, and she's always um, she's always uh, learning from what she does and making mistakes as well. I mean, she um, uh, you know she gets uh, she gets trolled and, and and bullied on there, and you know, uh, and she's very open. You see her breaking down in tears sometimes at, at the treatment she's getting. It's uh, uh, very relatable. So, so in, the answer is is she's building a series. She's uh, she's focused on an area. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a travel vlog, and she's building a she's building a, yeah she's building a whole um, series out of that. She's also doing side businesses like um, you, you know I think she's launched a, a, a jewelry and a fashion range. So you know example of an example of, of someone who's turning a, a vlog into. A, a, a growing business brand in a business yeah it's fascinating when we see sort of the different aspects to uh your individual you are the brand but then you have many uh facets to that so appearance fees content uh your own brands yeah. your own profiles and then products that you can launch it's really interesting space yeah, uh, do you think that young people uh when, when they say they want to be an influencer is it that they want to uh be independent that they want uh they like um, having the attention more followers than their friends uh, or that they like to, they want to be famous like how, how would you you know how would you uh, describe that like when when we were younger people you'd ask a classroom of 30 people and they'd say I want to be an astronaut or maybe 20 years ago or 15 years ago people say I want to work for Google now it's I want to be an influencer mm -hmm. uh, but what do they actually mean by that yeah, good. Um, well, I mean, again, you know, defining Gen Z, this is a this is a generation that has uh, that has never been without social media. Um, so, uh, um, first of all, you see that how comfortable they are in front of the camera. You know, they that's one of the reasons mm. you get good content, relatable content out of them because you, you know there's no filter. So, so they're very natural in this space. First of all. Um, and 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 uh, you you know and then they get their um uh, they 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 follow their uh, influencers very closely. So you, you remember that um, boxing fight that happened between the the, the big huge uh, British and the huge American uh, vlogger. Both of them were gamers yeah. actually, but they ended up having a boxing fight. They weren't professional boxers, but it got a bigger it got a bigger. Uh, a, a bigger following, a bigger audience than, you, you know, uh, I don't know, um, 
the, uh, the heavyweight finals. It's ridiculous. And I watched that. I watched that with my, my son is 21 and a group of his friends and they were rooting for those guys like they were their mates. Wow. Not, 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 you know, they didn't care that they weren't particularly good boxers. They just wanted <laughs> them to, because that's my guy and that's my guy. So that, that, what I'm leading to is that, you, you know, uh, they identify so closely with those guys. Uh, they think it's very natural if I want to be one myself, you know, so, um, uh, so, I don't think it's just a matter of uh, of, uh, of getting uh, getting a number of followers, um, although they probably are competitive on that. But I don't think that's the main reason to be uh, be famous for its all its own sake. I think you, you know they see it as a viable career. They see that people are making money. It's something they enjoy, where you can express yourself, be creative. I mean, content creation, as you said, is. Uh, is a lot more interesting perhaps than just being a, 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 a you know just being an influence on his own if you're actually producing some imaginative content around you know a, an area w which you're passionate about one of our girls marwa the uh, the emirati girl amazing uh, young lady she's an endurance horse rider uh, so she's you know she does a lot of uh, uh, vlogging around content around that Brilliant. Amazing. Interesting. Um, Andrew, what about TikTok houses? They, they seem to have sprung up in the US where a number of teens jump into a house together and then they brand it and they do all sorts. Um, is that something that you might have considered for, say, the group of the As You Are group? Or, um, and do you think there's some cultural connotations that you know, people might not necessarily leave their homes and live somewhere else in this region? Or why haven't we seen more of those in the region? Um, it's not. I don't know much about these TikTok houses. I must admit, um, but uh, uh, um, um, if it's happening the way I, I can certainly see it happening here, um, you, you know. Um, and and TikTok has grown so quickly here, hasn't it? Um, hmm. uh, I, I, it's, I'm still learning about TikTok. I've got to be honest with you. It's um, certainly an area we want to get into more. Interesting. Uh, but working with content and working with creators is, is what you're doing and when you yeah. when you sort of the streaming trends uh that we've seen grow over the last few years and particularly last year um obviously it's moving very fast what were some of the uh platform decisions that you made last year and can you tell us from a inside in the industry point of view of how would one go about approaching streaming platforms with a series uh and what what have you experienced Interesting, yeah. So yes, they're growing. I mean, we've got Netflix, but we've got the likes of um, NBC Shahid now, uh, you, you know, making a decision to be the Netflix of the Middle East. Um, and they'll do that um, by having more Arabic content. Uh, um, um, so, so that I, they, they will be looking to, uh, uh, they will be looking to originate uh, uh, more uh, Arabic content uh, for, uh, for, uh, for uh, the platform itself um i'm I, I i'm i'm what i'm looking and i hoping will happen is like in 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 the uk and most of the west is you get a, a growing um independent production sector i mean historically uh, uh, really most uh, uh production has been done by um the big television companies in-house um so 
I'm, I'm hoping that, that this, uh, you, you know, that they've got they've got this big need for huge uh, uh, machines that need more and more content. So I'm, I'm hoping that they, they start looking more to the independent sector for that content and, and, and give that the independent sector a chance to grow, be more competitive and more creative. Um, with regard to approaching them, uh, yes, I mean, the traditional ways you go in with a, a presentation uh, and, and look to get a commission. It's, it, it's not easy going to the stations uh, with a concept at all. It can take a lot of time. Uh, we, we, we decided to, um, to, to, uh, to fully fund our series, which means that you're not going, you're going to them uh, not with a, a concept, you're going with a, 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 a finalised product. So we, we believe in it, we, we, we believe that what we're doing, uh, we believe in it so much that we're going to just uh, take, uh, um, take the finished product to them, uh, uh, you, you know, to, to the various channels and, 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 and see. Uh, you know, which is the which is the best fit on both sides uh, on which channel it goes. Uh, getting funding, I mean, you know, I, I, I getting funding for a series is not easy because it's expensive, um, and uh, you know, I, I obviously you have to do a business plan around each uh, individual series you're doing and persuade your shareholders that you've got a, 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 a meaningful investment. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, has it changed in terms of provided that uh, a Shahid or a Stars player or a Netflix, provided that they've allocated budget to production, um, you know, are they are they funding you in the same way that in 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 the past, if you had a production for a TV show, are you being remunerated in the same way, or has the business model changed? Uh, no, it hasn't changed. It's always been the same. As you say, there's the two approaches. You approach to get a commission, in which case the television company will pay you up front, and uh, um, um, the, the television company will pay you up front, and, and then um, they, but then they very much own the, uh, uh, and control the series. Um, or the way, as you say, we're doing it, which is going with a, a, a fully funded approach. So both, both approaches have always been there. I think what it's changing maybe with streaming platform is, is streaming is, is, is that now that the companies are actually origina originating stuff for streamings. In the past, NBC, for example, it was catch-up TV, isn't it? But now uh, you see Netflix originals or Shahid originals that... Um, uh, that you know OSN as well they're, they're actually doing stuff uh, for digital first so um, you know it, it, it's a, it's an exciting time okay interesting uh, cool yeah I think with with music there's a variable fee an artist might get paid or a rev share but with streaming it seems to be as you mentioned uh, if the, if they if they have the budgets the it, it was passed on from a production point of view um, and uh, so do you think it, it hinders or harms sort of launching on social first? Or do you think that helps? And if you're speaking to a, a streaming platform, would they like to see the fact that you've got a presence online as well? Would that help them make a decision? I hope so. It should do. I mean, what, what they should see is one, it's a great uh, seeding ground anyway mm. uh, for your talents, uh, you know, because don't forget, uh, you, 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 again, you know the talent side here, particularly uh, say uh, among uh, Haliji women, uh, 
you know, it's it's very small and developing. So a great place to develop the talent on YouTube and then take it over uh, the best of them over to uh, uh, television streaming. Uh, sec secondly, as a production, you know, you learn as well in your productions with your your producers and directors learn what works and what doesn't for that particular series. So by the time it gets to television, uh, you, you've, uh, you've really finessed the thing. Uh, and then, as you say, you, you know, um, uh, you should, that, that whole 360 approach that when you actually finally go to air on TV, that you're still, uh, uh, the whole thing's still alive 24-7 uh, on, on, online as well, on social. So yeah. I think it works in every respect because, you know, that's the way the audience uh, behave. Interesting. And Andrew, from a format point of view, a number of episodes and things like that, what's changing? You know, traditionally in the Middle East, a lot of the shows on Netflix are on Shad VIP or 30 episodes because of the Ramadan sort of nightly episode series. Um, but in other parts of the world, we saw, interestingly, uh, the creator of the Queen's Gambit uh, deciding that six, seven episodes is a nice number. Uh, you know, it's, it's better to do it as a binge series like that than squeeze it into a, a feature-length movie. Um, what, what are you seeing as the demand uh, and what are your views on it? Well, certainly binge-watching is, a, 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 you, you know, I remember when we first came across the word when I was working at NBC uh, uh, 10 years ago. Uh, but, I mean, um, uh, you know, that's when I came across the, uh, so, but it, it does, it has become a driver. Yeah, people like to watch that. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, 12 episodes is too much to watch in what, over one weekend, but if it's six or seven, you can, it's just about <laughs> right, isn't it? Squeeze it in, few yeah, late nights. Well, <laughs> yeah. As you say, you, that's the beauty of it is television, everything had to fit a schedule. Now, really, you can do whatever you like, can't you? So, you know. I guess that I, that's going to happen increasingly, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. And did you consider launching a sort of a, an OTT direct consumer platform as well? Uh, under, are, are you leading with sort of uh, the, the brand's uh, category kind of positioning shows that you're doing at the moment? Not at all. I, I, I believe in the expression fish where the fish are at. Um, so, um, uh, you know, um, yeah, no, we, 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 we are, we are, uh, you know, we, we're focusing on the content and the talent side of things, um, creating great content and, uh, you, you know, then it can find its right home. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. And, um, yeah, so, uh, just generally, what, what are you looking forward to this year in terms of trends? Like, uh, there's a lot of things happening. In streaming, there's a lot of things happening on video. We see all these new apps like Cameo. There's OnlyFans, which is getting big in the UK. Uh, what how, how, what do you see for the year ahead on streaming? Um, interesting. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. I mean, as you say, I think you're seeing uh, 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 streaming going uh, beyond drama now. You know, in the past, it's been, it was primarily... Uh, uh, um, a, a, a drama you know uh, uh, with uh, you know the HBO and the Netflix uh, it started I think you're going to get more reality drama on there more more more, more sports um, and uh, I think yeah I, I, I think that's what, what's going to change really I just 
I just think um, what's happened really is is that it's becoming our, um, uh, our, our, our you know you know it's becoming our the, the, the our home channel now, isn't it? You know, we always used to start obviously with our um, um, uh, free-to-air channels as our home, and then we go off to these other yeah. uh, channels. Now, you know, it's the other way around. I think, you know, television is always going to be there uh, uh, for the live events and, and, and for the news. But, but um, for everything else, I think, uh, I think streaming is going to grab it, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So we'll be app flipping instead of channel flipping as, as we did in the past. <laughs> Jumping yeah. around all these different providers and managing our subscription bills. I know, uh, I know. Too much choice is doing my head. <laughs> so many, yeah. so much. Amazing. Just finally, before uh, we go, the you obviously have a background in production and you're quite familiar with the region uh, with NBC and you do work, you produce shows for Saudi Arabia. Uh, what's happening in Saudi in the cinema space seems to be different yeah. to what's happening in the US. How do you how do you view that? Like, there's so much cinemas opening up, there's so much demand. Yet, at the other parts of the world, we have this yeah. debate around you know our cinemas are closing and we're releasing movies at the same time. On, yeah. on you know, uh, what's your kind of take on that? Okay, well, uh, look at the the wider world first. You know, I mean, cinemas uh, are uh, um, are not going to die. Uh, they they are endlessly um, imaginative and they you know they've had to develop before and, and, and they'll develop again you, you know uh, there's much more um experience based you, you know things that build on the uh, community experience yeah uh, you, you know even we saw we we saw stuff um um that makes the whole cinema experience more immersive um um obviously uh, 3D is going to get better and better and so on and so forth but even things like secret cinema and things you know um, uh, you know about secret cinema and things here I think a, a friend of mine took a daughter to a, a snow uh, a, a snow experience uh, where it was freezing it was snowing while you were watching a, a snow I don't know so but 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 the cinemas are going to have to uh, fight to stay relevant because um uh you, you know home entertainment's just getting better and better isn't it bigger screens better sound systems um you know just and it's also immediately accessible i i think covid's probably um accelerated that process um with regard to saudi uh yeah i mean uh, it, it, again it's a, a, another exciting development uh uh over there um and uh hopefully uh they do use it to to uh, um to, to grow local talent uh, mm. uh, for sure you know um yeah interesting well thank you so much for taking the time today andrew uh we, you've intrigued us more with what you're doing i'm definitely going to watch the the show the episodes now on youtube and wait for the the full the new uh show come on the platform i'll be looking to see which one um and yeah hopefully catch up again in, in the future as you do more in the production space for sure yeah 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 do keep as i say uh the, the youtube series is coming back now we've we've got uh, um we've got a number of partnerships lined up 
and uh, yeah, uh, zeros, the heroes. Uh, uh, I'll let you know uh, when and where we launch it. But uh, we're very excited about it, and uh, I've really enjoyed the discussion. Uh, thank you very much, Richard. Look forward to next time. Perfect. All right. Well, have a good weekend. Thank you, Andrew. That's it for another episode of Dubai Works. Thank you so much for listening, and please leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. It really helps with organic searches. Also, if you'd like to appear on Dubai Works or know someone who has an inspiring business story in Dubai, please do get in touch on any of the smashy social platforms.